We've all heard of the Internet of Things, but the Internet Bank of Things? The technology is coming. How can banks take advantage of it even as the landscape changes day to day and week to week? To answer that question and talk about artificial intelligence in the banking world, we have Rob Gaynor of Malazai Software. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the Managing Editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning in. It's great to have you here with us. Our podcast posts on Mondays, and you can check us out through iTunes podcast app, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And today on the program, we have Rob Gaynor of Malazai Software in Austin, Texas. As the chief product officer, Rob oversees vision and strategy for Malazai. And Malazai is a leader in mobile smart app development focused on social banking, application management systems, and mobile marketing. Malazai stands at the nexus of where mobile and internet meet. And Rob also has an extensive background as a digital banker and a software expert. Rob, it is great to have you on the program today. Oh, thanks very much. We appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you today. And we you know, really welcome participating in the new BAI podcast series. Fantastic. And getting started, I thought we could talk about wallets. Could you walk us through some of the different types of mobile wallets out there today and how they might differ from each other? Oh, absolutely. Great question. There's actually confusion there's two models that we track kind of very closely. First is the one we all read about, which is the pays, the Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay. And then on the other end is Starbucks and businesses going out there and publishing their own mobile wallets. So that's what we're looking at. And I think we all know, look, Apple Pay is a heck of a lot of fun. I've got it on my phone, but I can't use it pretty much everywhere I shop. It doesn't accept it. But I use my Starbucks app all the time to pay for my coffee. So what we're seeing in the mobile wallet wars, as we call it, is that the aggregator models, the pays, if you will, they're not gaining a lot of traction. They will eventually, but not right now. The people who are having a lot of success, business mobile wallets seem to really be taking off right now. You know, And we're excited in terms of what's going on on the Starbucks and CBS and Walmart pay as opposed to some of our banks and credit unions that are kind of limping along with Apple pay. That brings up a really interesting question. You think about Starbucks. Starbucks is a coffee company. Apple is a huge technology company. Why is Apple still catching up to Starbucks? Because they don't control the technology. You know, they're relying on all the phones and all the terminals and every merchant 26 million businesses in the U.S. alone, all that infrastructure has to upgrade, and it just hasn't happened, and it'll be arguably years. Whereas Starbucks comes in, they control everything. They control their own destiny. Walmart, same way. CVS, Target with the red card. They can control the ecosystem, and they can make progress. That seems to be the difference. Taking the conversation down a different path, AI artificial intelligence, right? It's also popping up in discussions across the industry. Let's drill a little bit deeper. Why is AI such an important issue at this particular place in time for financial services leaders? I think there may be a lot of confusion 
not a lot of clarity. We're trying to pare it back. We focus on a couple of things, conversational banking and what we call the Star Trek effect. And what that means is that we're entering the world where more than one device is going to be how you interact with a computer. So let's use a simple example like Alexa, which has become very popular. You ask Alexa a question, you get a response. What we're starting to do is use AI to create a conversation so that when you interact with Alexa, she can ask you another question in context of what you're doing. That's where artificial intelligence is starting to rear its head. You may be typing into Facebook Messenger, but you're doing it using natural language. That's the key. That's where we see artificial intelligence being applied initially. It sounds fancy, but we can actually boil it down and and we can use AI to make conversational banking a reality. Yes, conversation is king. And if you were going to take listeners on a little journey just a little bit further ahead, what might mark a significant leap forward? Well, the emergence of, let's call it generation one voice applications. And Alexa will be the platform of choice because it's been embraced by the public ahead of every other platform, Siri, Google Home, and so forth. We already see it. Every partner I have out there that's a software company is voice enabling their application. And a lot of them are starting with Alexa. And we see Alexa working in concert with internet banking. So when you ask Alexa a question like, can I pay my bill? The internet banking session is going to change in concert, in synchronization with your experience on Alexa. So the world of the internet bank of things, as we call it, not IoT, but IBOT, that's what's going to start to emerge by the end of the year on the back of conversational banking. In science fiction, you have robot, and in science fact, banking fact, you have iBot. Wow. Apple, which has the Apple Pay system so much at stake, they were years ahead with Siri. And now they have fallen behind to the point where they're being crushed by Alexa and other competitors. What happened? You know, it's so typical. They didn't open Siri up. We can't get access to it as a developer or just started to be able to in the last few months. They are opening up Siri, but we still don't have full access to the API. There's still some things that aren't quite as cool, and we're off playing with Alexa, and now Google Home is where we're going to focus. We see banks trying to come to grips with voice banking and this iBot technology and really utilizing it. What sort of actionable advice might you have for banks that really want to embrace this but are struggling with where to start? Oh, gosh. Start with what's my balance, Alexa. I mean, start anywhere, and Alexa gives you the best first opportunity. If I were just out there doing anything, I'd start with Alexa. I'd get a couple of – I'd get a skill, as they call it, built for the Alexa platform to just check balances and do some basic stuff and start the journey. One thing that we should probably stress, too, is that this is by no means a commercial endorsement for Alexa. It's really a statement on where that technology is and how far it's gone in terms of addressing the needs of financial services leaders. When we look at the flip side of all of this going on, what might also be blocking them are the misconceptions. What might those misconceptions be and what's the antidote for them? 
people are getting confused because of all this discussion of robotics and artificial intelligence and the banks are in a tremendous position to start to leverage and they may be thinking you know i've got a year i need to study this and i want to read more it's like no 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 get out there and start the process that's how you're going to learn we've learned more in the last 90 days than we ever could have if we decided to do analysis is there something to be said for making partnerships with fintechs, for example, that can ease the pain of that transition or the fear there? Or is there something else going on that banks can take charge of within their own walls? There are a set of financial technology providers coming up. I've talked to about a half dozen of them and had very good conversations. So I think, yes, I mean, that's what our banks are going to do. They're going to work with us to do it. But I do think that the fintech community is deep into this right now. It is a brave new world. Every time we go into a meeting, we're learning something about a constraint or a capability. It's tremendously exciting, but that's why you got to start now, and you can't do it alone. If I were a larger bank, if I were still at my job at Union Bank, as an example, I would be sucking dry the brains of every vendor I could about this topic but I would be doing something, experimenting rather than just thinking. You have to get out there, seems to be the bottom line. Where does the attention, in your view, need to be focused? What's going to be significant about 2018 is there will be no more point solutions. Think about our business now. We don't just do mobile. We do internet. We do consumer. We do business. We're a platform. Those products, those devices now are going to work in concert in this world of the internet of things the internet bank of things and it revolves around a concept we call intent it's exciting but a simple simple anecdote go for it if i want to print my january statement in internet banking it takes about seven steps you go to a menu you click statement the month you click print in conversational banking, I can type into Facebook Messenger, print my January statement. It's more efficient. It goes to intent a lot better than anything we have ever been able to do with a graphical user interface, a keyboard, and a mouse. This is going to fundamentally change how we interact with computers. Very, very exciting. Second thing, business. How do businesses harness the power of digital? We help them get paid faster. This has to be part of their mandate, and they can do it through the digital channel. Hugely, hugely exciting. Do you know that only 2% of the banks out there have a business app? Literally, only a few hundred banks have business mobile out there. That's incredible. And the usage is awful. Less than 5%, somewhere around 7% of our business users are coming in through mobile. 90 plus percent are still on the desktop. Why? We have failed to build a value proposition for them. We're going to change that in this year and in 2018. You make a compelling case for this, that 2017, 2018 is a very pivotal point in time for the future of iBot, for the future of wallets, for the future of this generation of banking moving beyond the desktop, moving beyond mobile even. You know, it's really funny, but 
our roadmap only is good for about six months because things change so quickly. Here's what I think is going on at the like 500,000 foot level. Every time we interact with a computer, it's through a single device. So I'm on my laptop and I input and I output on the same device. That is fundamentally going to change in the internet banking of things. And voice is starting to do it. We're going to look back at this time in history and realize that what we used to think of as the computer was that one device. And now the computer becomes the cloud. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. It is really a future that encourages us all to hang on and get involved. Rob, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, fantastic insights. It's great that you could share some time with us. No, we appreciate it. We, um, we love what you all do at BAI, and thanks very much. Rob Gaynor is the co-founder and chief product officer at Malazai in Austin, Texas. Connect with Rob on LinkedIn and also check out an outstanding piece on banking strategies online authored by Rob to boldly go where no bank has gone before, voice banking and the Star Trek effect. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, banking is becoming conversational. On the technology front, it's not so much the introduction of new devices such as Amazon's Alexa. It's about how those devices will be able to participate in a conversation that actually anticipates the needs of bank customers. Number two, the rapid clip of change in artificial intelligence as it relates to banking affords no one the luxury of standing on the sidelines and studying developments as they unfold. As you get into artificial intelligence, keep in mind that what you have as a foundation in the present is bound to change even within 90 days as new breakthroughs come online almost on a daily basis. And number three, the near future of banking belongs to the Internet Bank of Things or iBot. The key to unlocking this technology is intent and making things easier for bank customers. Rob's conversation really gives you a sense of just how much AI is making an impact on banking and how much of a difference it's going to make in the next year. It made me want to dive deeper, and I found this fascinating video on YouTube that was just published in mid-January, where some of the industry's leading challenger banks, traditional banks, fintechs, advisors, talked about what they feel the impact of AI is going to be. Here's a snippet from that video, and it features Tom Blumfield, the CEO and founder of Monzo. Check this out. So I think AI and machine learning will change um, practically every aspect of our lives over the next five to ten years, um, from self-driving cars to um, voice interfaces in your home to financial services. I think it allows us to spot patterns that humans couldn't spot and really understand, uh, to solve problems, understand things in an incredibly deep way. So that might be fraud detection, it might be credit assessment, it might be understanding what products or services you want without you even knowing it. So what do you think? of AI as it pertains to the financial services industry. I'd love to get your thoughts and your comments. You can email me at L-C-A-R-L-O-Z-O at B-A-I.org. 
And thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of our podcast. Until then, I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you next week. So long.